From the throne room of the Emperor's Palace to the skies above Coruscant, you are listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Goins, and I'm here with my co-host, Jonah Marie Macias. I'm having serious feels, Aaron. <laughs> yeah? Because our show ended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> yes, yes. Freemaker Adventures season finale. Not series. Yes, season, season finale. We, won't, we don't want to <laughs> jinx it. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a great episode and it's something we really want to talk about. But uh, we have a couple things. We did get some emails, so we're going to jump into uh, some emails. I'll apologize right now. I am a little under the weather, so my voice is kind of uh, a little scratchy. So I apologize in advance for anyone that's listening to this. If uh, if you're not used to me sounding like this, I am a little sick, but we will make it through. <laughs> One of the things I did want to talk about before we got into uh, the emails was I've been doing a little bit of digging into my old Lego collection. You know, we had talked about how Star Scavengers, uh, our podcast has kind of reinvigorated my interest in Lego collecting. So I I had previously collected some sets that had since kind of fallen along the wayside, had been broken up, you know, and kind of ended up in this box of, of Lego bricks. The box of Zoe. The box of Zoe, yes. <laughs> so I, you know, I decided to kind of dig into it and just see um, if I could find, specifically I wanted to see if I could find some minifigs. Um, a friend of mine that I work with is a big collector of minifigs, and we're always talking about, you know, ones that we'd like to find. And some of the ones that would be more interesting now is the uh, the ones that are like the original yellow minifigs. Um, I know most of the the Star Wars sets now they they do skin tones. Yeah. Um, but before previously, there was a time when all the Star Wars minifigs actually were just the yellow you know Lego kind of tone to them. Um, and so I thought it'd be kind of cool if I could find some of those old ones. So I I did some digging. Me and my son were. We're digging through pieces and I actually did find some. I was Which surprised. Ones? Um, I found well, I found Yoda, but he's he's green, so he's not. <laughs> Can yellow. you imagine a yellow Yoda? <laughs> a yellow Yoda head. Um, but no, I I did find a, an old Yoda. Um, I used to have the X-wing. There was a set that was the X-wing, um, that had crashed on Dagobah, and mm. so it came with the X-wing. It came with Luke. I believe it came with R2D2 and um, Yoda. And then it also came, you built uh, Yoda's hut. So I used to have that set. It's since been all broken apart, but I did find the minifigs from it. So I had saved the R2-D2, so that one I knew I had. He's been sitting on my desk for quite a while. (laughs) But Yoda I didn't know I still had, so I found all the pieces to him. Um, And then I also found the, the Luke so, yeah, that was pretty cool to find. And then I found Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon from, like, a, I think it was from an Episode 1 set. It looked like it. Yeah, they looked younger. Yeah. And <laughs> when I, they were much healthier. And I believe <laughs> they were they were two separate sets. They were small sets that I believe were based on the their confrontation with the droids, like the droidicas. Oh, okay. So they were just really small sets. Uh, two separate sets, so um, Obi-Wan came in one set, and then Qui-Gon came in another, um, but I did find them both. They were the original yellow minifigs, so they don't have any skin tone. Uh, they're just the yellow Lego uh, look to them, but yeah, so I had I found those, and 
yeah, that, so that was pretty some pretty cool finds. I also found a set that I didn't even know I had that I haven't built yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> which was um, a General Grievous. Uh, they have these sets now that you basically build an action figure. Uh-huh. And so it's not like little minifigs. You're building like this full-size, you know, kind of General Grievous made out of Lego bricks. Oh, wow. Um, but very specific. Uh, it's it's almost more in the style. I don't know if you remember the Bionicle stuff. I loved that when I was younger. Okay. You remember how the Bionicles almost look like little action figures once you built them up? Yeah. So it's basically that idea. But instead of building up a Bionicle um, type character, you're building you know, a Star Wars character. So they have mm-hmm. Finn and Rey and Obi-Wan and Poe Dameron and General Grievous. And I know they're doing some for Rogue One as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's that more that style. So I, I did find a General Grievous box that I had not even opened yet. So I, oh, wow. I'll be building that pretty soon. <laughs> so that was some of my Lego adventures. I figured that if I was going to talk about it anywhere, this would be the place to talk about it. Yeah. Do you have them displayed now somewhere? Um, the, like, the minifigs? I, I will display them at work. Um, my friend who he's just, he's got literally hundreds of them on his desk. Um, and oh, he's, wow. He sits right next to me. So I'm nowhere near that. But I have um, a handful of the Star Wars ones and I, I've been collecting the blind bag uh, Disney minifigs as well. Uh, so I will add them to my collection. Cool. But he doesn't have any of the the classic Star Wars Lego or the yellow Lego minifigs, so I will have him there. <laughs> I'll be able to brag about that. Nice. One Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so we can jump into our emails here. Uh, we Which we're so thankful for. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we ask and you shall receive, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I forgot, um, I had actually received an email uh, way back on August 11th. I had oh, gotten wow. an email from one of our listeners. His his name is Jack. And he had sent me an email. Basically, uh, I think he had just discovered the show. And so he was only up to episode two of Star Scavengers. So he was sending an email saying, hey, I want to hear your Wookiee impressions. Um, so this is basically this is what the email says. Hey, longtime listener, I heard chatter about possibility of Wookiee impressions upon request. Please consider this to be my formal request. Thank you, Jack. Um, he says longtime listener. He had only listened to two episodes, but I think he was referring to longtime listener because he listens to some of our other podcasts as well. Mm. Um, so I did reply to him. And um, asked, you know, what shows he listened to, and he did send a, a follow-up email. But basically, he was asking us, hey, I want to hear those Wookiee impressions. But he hadn't gotten to the episode yet where we had already done them. Ah, uh, yes, refer so, to that episode. <laughs> yes, so Jack, I'm assuming by now you've probably already heard it. But if you haven't, we do actually do our Wookiee impressions in a later episode of Star Scavengers. So hopefully uh, you have already found that. <laughs> And we also have an email from Franklin. And Franklin said, Salut, salutan, sal, or greetings. <laughs> That's how he started it off. I'm imagining Palpatine saying that <laughs> since he had such a great episode with 
so many awesome lines in in this finale. I was imagining but, the the ram and bash joke where they couldn't figure out the oh, word. Oh, that's right. The long word. So I thought maybe that was his reference there. I think that might be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Franklin, he said, uh, "Wonderful podcast." My question is about Grabala, the greatest, or as he calls himself, GG. <laughs> if Grabala were to show up in canon post Return of the Jedi. What planet would he build his resort on and keep on being awesome? So thanks for that, Franklin. As for a planet where he would build his resort, um, I don't know. It would have to be like an oasis kind of planet, I think. Scarif. Scarif? <laughs> yeah, referring to the planet in Rogue One. I think that's the one with all the nice palm trees and, and stuff. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure what the name of that planet was. That was definitely one I was thinking of. Um, I was also thinking of uh, Kaishik as a possibility because I know there's some nice beachfronts there. Ah. We, saw, we saw on episode three uh, some of the battles were happening kind of on beaches. So I know his, his resort is supposed to be kind of a tropical beachfront resort. So that could be a possibility, but I don't know. I think I think the Wookiee homeworld has been, has been ravaged pretty pretty badly by the Empire, so it might not be a good spot. For it, yeah. <laughs> for one of yeah. these places post Return of the Jedi, so I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna go with your answer too. I think the, the Rogue One planet. Yeah, yeah, because I'm pretty sure the war would be long gone from that planet. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, no permanent damage was done. No, hopefully not. No. Although, according to that poster uh, that uh, Plume Striker was reading, you know, the Empire likes to ruin all kinds of planets. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter if they're tropical with palm trees or not. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then we did get one last email here, and this is from uh, Florian. Uh, this is a longer email, so um, we'll, we, we won't be reading the whole thing, but we'll, we'll get most of it here. Uh, basically, he says, Hey, Aaron. Hey, Jonah Marie. You've got mail, and you absolutely earned it. I know you two already from other podcasts such as Bookworms, Doctor Who, which I believe he's referring to Bad Wolf Radio, and Rebels Chat. So I'm very happy that you work together now. Let's talk about the Freemaker Adventures. I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I thought I'd give the show a try, but had no expectations at all. Okay, I might even have been a bit pessimistic. It is just a long, it is just a season-long Lego Star Wars advertisement. I'm pleased to say that I was very surprised by the overall quality of the show. I'm 28 years old, and I enjoyed it a lot so far. I grew up with Lego, and I still have all my bricks in a big box mixed together. See? He did the same thing I did. Oh, look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he could find some of those classic minifigs. Yeah. He continues, but I haven't built anything in a long time. That said, I totally accepted the animations and the use of Lego in this universe, or should I say galaxy. I like all the inside jokes, and I'm very happy that it isn't simply a kid's show with no sustenance. My daughter, Amelia Ray... And then he says in parentheses, Aaron might remember the name. I do remember the name because he sent us emails on Star Wars Bookworms, which we totally messed up some of his emails. Aww. And we had to like <laughs> apologize later for it. So, yes, I do remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says she's three months old now, and I could very well imagine that this show will be her gateway into the Star Wars universe. I would be happy to watch it with her. So, yeah, so I kind of agree with him here. As far as the initial, you know, announcement of Freemaker Adventures and having a little bit of a pessimistic view, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that he he like me turned, you know, kind of after watching the show realized 
um, you know, there was a lot more to it and it actually was a really good show. So I'm glad to see. And I think there's probably a lot of other viewers out there that had a similar experience. Yeah. Yeah. I know some people have written about now that the show's over, um, the season's over. Uh, some people have released some articles about, you know, their initial expectations and uh, thoughts and just how they've changed over time and how they've ended up loving the show. So, um, it's great to see people change their minds and it's such a great show. I mean, how could you not love it? (laughs) Yeah. And I hope more and more people discover it. I know I've talked to some fans recently that are big fans of star Wars, um, that haven't even seen one episode of it yet. Yeah, you know, yeah, just... they're kind of wary of the fact that it's a kid's show, it's Lego, you know, what good can you come of it and whatnot. They're kind of like in that wait and see mode, but it's like, all right, you know, we have one full season now that's aired, and we don't want these people to wait and see anymore, you know, they need to check it out because we, you know, we want a second season for sure. Yeah. And I think most people um, w- who would take the time and actually watch it, I think really will enjoy it. But unfortunately, a lot of people maybe just didn't think it was their cup of tea and haven't even uh, checked it out yet. Yeah, exactly. So, so we got to sp- keep spreading the love, keep telling our friends, keep suggesting that, hey, you want to check this out? And I think all episodes are currently available um, on Disney XD's app. Yes, so they're can, available there. You can still watch all 13 episodes um, and, you know, Hopefully that'll be available there for a while so so new viewers can find them. Yeah, definitely. And I'm hoping uh, a DVD or a Blu-ray would come out or something like that because I'd love to keep those on my shelf with the rest of my, you know, uh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Rebels collection. Yeah, definitely. If they don't end up coming out on Blu-ray, I probably will just end up buying the individual episodes digitally. Yeah. Um, because I do want to have them as part of my collection in one form or another um, once they leave Disney XD. And I'm kind of hoping all of this Disney animation ends up, or all the Star Wars animation ends up on Netflix. I know Clone Wars is there, but we still don't have Rebels on Netflix um, and Freemaker Adventures as well. So if we could get all of them on Netflix so I could just have them right at my fingertips. <laughs> yeah, and then that opens it up to an even wider audience. Right. So. Let's do it, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, Disney and Netflix have a good relationship right now. So I hopefully know. hopefully that will ex- expand to uh, all the, the Star Wars animation. Mm-hmm. So before moving on to our next review, we have, we mentioned in the last episode that we were going to, not last episode, but a few episodes ago, we mentioned that we were going to list the names of the writers that had written each episode because we were kind of spotty throughout our recordings and didn't really mention them all. So we wanted to name them all and give them credit because they did a spectacular job in creating this show and giving us all the humor, the heart, the laughter. So here we go. So episode one, A Hero Discovered, it was written by Bill Motz and Rob Bob Roth. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Those were also the producers of the show. It makes sense they would kick the show off. And I believe they wrote the last two, like the final two episodes as well. So yeah. So yeah. That, yeah, that definitely makes sense. And The Minds of Grabala, which was a fantastic episode yes. <laughs> with IG89. <laughs> <laughs> One of our favorite jokes, yes. Yes. That was written by James W. Bates. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Xander's Joyride with the awesome Naboo fighter was 
written by Russ Carney and Ron Corsillo. Or Corsillo, depending on your pronunciation. <laughs> the Lost Treasure of Cloud City with the awesome Lando action uh, was written by John Bainkey. And Peril on Kashyyyk was written by David Shane. Crossing Paths was also written by Bill Motts and Bob Roth. So there we go. That was our Luke Leia episode. Yes, that was. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, they they probably saw that one coming up and were like, yeah, we want to write that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Race on Tatooine was written by David Shane. The Test, also written by Bill Montz and Bob Roth. The Kyber Saber Crystal Chase was written by Russ Carney and Ron Corsello again. And The Maker of Zoe was written by James W. Bates. Showdown on Hoth by John Bainkey. Duel of Destiny and I want to say Return of the Kyber Saber were also written by Bill Motts and Bob Roth, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. That's right. Oh, man. What an awesome group of writers right there. Yes. I think they should definitely come on to Rebels and the future animated shows that they have, Lucasfilm has planned because this is definitely a great team right here. <laughs> yes. And hopefully they're already well into uh, writing episodes for season two and season three of Freemaker Adventures. Yes. So please. We're crossing our fingers that that's what they're working on right now. And, and I mean, I know the presence isn't big on Twitter, but there really has been a lot of, uh, you know, a good amount of people saying that they want a second season. Yes, I, I know right after, like, on Monday, um, when the finale aired, like, my Twitter feed, and I follow a lot of different people, a lot of different types of people, a lot of different interests, but my Twitter feed was full of praise for the finale, even from people that I hadn't seen really talking about the show much. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were jumping in saying, yeah, that was such a great finale. Everybody's like hoping that there's a second season coming. So I know there is definitely some anticipation for the announcement for, of a, of more of the Freemaker adventures, hopefully. Yeah, here's hoping. Yes. <laughs> so the final episode, Return of the Kyber Saber, it starts off with Empire Day. So it had been mentioned in the past episode, but now Empire Day is actually happening with all these festivities and balloons with the Emperor's face on them. <laughs> <laughs> Emperor's getting presents. Yeah, he's getting presents. Um, and he got one present from Darth Vader, and you think it's going to be awesome, and it turns out to be a mug. <laughs> <laughs> And it says, Galaxy's Best Emperor. <laughs> I love that it's like, it's the standard Lego mug as well. Yeah. Like the one that you see um, even Roger having in the set, in the Star Scavenger set, that red mug. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the exact, you know, same thing that you would see in any Lego set, but it has that in Arabesh, um, yes. <laughs> Galaxy's Best Emperor, I think is what it said. Yeah, I want. I definitely want to like print a little tiny label and put it on the mug, <laughs> on Roger's mug. That would be funny, yeah. Or try to find a set that actually has a an emperor minifig. Oh yes. And then use that. You could build your own custom scene with the uh, the emperor sitting in his sitting in his chair with Vader handing him the mug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and then Vader's like, well, from a certain point of view, and to which Emperor says, don't give me that Kenobi rubbish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, there was there were a handful of r- really funny like laugh out loud jokes in this episode. Oh gosh, that was, yeah. for me that was the first one, the Kenobi rubbish <laughs> line. <laughs> And and then he ends up sending Vader over to Maigito, where there's some rebel activity. <laughs> yes, Maigito. And I always pronounce it Maigito. And so then it was the first time I heard it pronounced Maigito instead really? of Maigito. So I was like, it's like GIF and JIF, you know, kind of thing. Oh, like... oh that's true. That's right. I always say GIF. <laughs> <laughs> I always say JIF. So. Oh, let's no. see that. No, no, no. I say, you're right. I say GIF. I do, actually, ah. now that I think about it. But um, yeah. But my Gito always I have I have really sad memories about my Gito because I I remember that's where Kayan and Mundy died in episode three. Oh really? Yeah. I did not know that actually. Yeah, and the, I probably the, did, but forgot. Yeah, that ice planet that you see him on, and all his troopers shoot him. Um, he's the one that kind of put up a bit of a fight. He actually that's deflected right. a couple of bolts, and then he ended up. You know, he was way outnumbered and went down but and i i remember because they were like on some sort of a bridge of yeah, sorts right. and i remember in the comic kanan the kanan comic they were also on that planet and there was like these bridge structures and uh and that's where fen rao ends up saving them and whatnot and that whole episode led to that whole scene eventually led to uh that episode with Fen Rao, uh, Protector of Concord Dawn. That's what it was. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, this, that, that name drop of that planet, um, does make me think of other things in the canon for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Like maybe that'll pop up, uh, later on. Cause this is taking place in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So who knows whether we will see some reference to that later on in some other canon material. Yeah, because uh, Vader was specifically sent off because there was some kind of re- um, the rebels were there, I guess, um, yeah. at that planet. So it, w- it would be interesting to see if if that was in reference to some actual canon event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, he, the one present that uh, the Emperor does want, uh, Nari has, and she contacts him saying that she's on his uh, her way to go get that last crystal and you know he wants to make sure there's nothing in the way absolutely nothing that would stop her from completing her mission and he at one point says what about that boy Rodin or Rogan or (laughs) 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 yeah he couldn't remember the name (laughs) that was great And and then of course he gets another mug and he's like, what was there a sale? Yeah. <laughs> Some random officer hands him another one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my son was watching that with me and um, he's still he's very young. He's only four, so some of these words don't mean anything to him. So the word sale, he didn't know what that meant. Ah, because you know, I was laughing. I laughed very hard at that joke, and then he's just kind of like, "What? What's so funny, Daddy? What's a sale?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, that's when you buy something, but it's less than normal." I'm like trying to explain to him the the terminology and, yeah. why, and why it was funny. <laughs> I love that. That's like a learning experience, yeah, right? <laughs> that's what most of our our TV watching, especially when we're watching the show. Um, anytime I laugh, he wants to know why. Oh, that's uh, sweet. So he's always asking, like, "Oh, what does that mean? Or why is that funny?" <laughs> and then Rowan ends up rebuilding the Star Scavenger 
um, which is what he was doing, beginning to do at the end of the last episode. So it was cool that that's what that's what was happening because I wasn't really sure what his plan was. So that was neat to see him use that amount of power to put everything back together, every single nut and bolt or you know Lego brick. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe he was building a new ship. I thought Me that's too. what we were building up to, but then he just rebuilt the Star Scavenger. But it was actually really cool to watch the process because I did start to notice after spending the time building the set that it was very similar to the set build. Mm-hmm. Um, some very specific pieces that they showed kind of get connected, and I'm watching it thinking, "Oh yeah, that's exactly how it's actually built in the in the set when you when you build it yourself." So I, I like that attention to detail. I know it's not 100% accurate um, to to the show and the set, but it's some of the some of the areas of the ship are very similar. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then Roger tries to reason with Nare, and I think he had asked her, you know, are, are you evil or you know, or are you human? <laughs> I forget what exactly, but that's what, yeah. He was like, basically like, are you really? you know, this evil or maybe you're just misguided kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, misguided. <laughs> and then she's like, nope, pure evil. <laughs> and then that's when she enters the cave and finds the crystal, which unfortunately was left out in the open. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that last episode, I believe, where we were trying to remember if he had kind of hidden it or if he had just left it out in the open. And yeah, he just kind of left it right there. <laughs> Might have been a little tougher because she can't, she can't like sense the crystals the way Rowan can. No, yeah. So, so was, if he had actually hid it, hidden it somewhere, uh, it wouldn't have been quite as easy for her to find. That's true. Yeah, I guess he didn't anticipate the whole thing going down in the last episode and her taking Roger's head. <laughs> right. I guess she could have just tapped into Roger's memories, though, and f- even figured out where he hid it. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then the power of the uh, Kyber Saber Crystal actually seduces Nare, and she ends up being so evil in that moment she's like cackling yeah. <laughs> and she uses it to like cut down a few of the mountains that were in the distance and even destroys a planet or moon that was nearby it was pretty crazy yeah i remember as i was watching that scene and she does the same thing that the the jedi master at the beginning of the show kind of did on accident yeah, you know he yeah. swung it out, and then the the beam went all the way out into the into space and took out a planet. And so when I saw her do the same thing, I was like, "Oh no!" Like I my I instantly thought, like I hope that wasn't populated planet. Me too. <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. She just hopefully it's just a completely you know barren moon that yeah. uh, she took out and not some populated planet that she just killed billions of people. Yeah, seriously. And, you know, she ends up contacting, oh, the the emperor ends up contacting her. And, of course, she's so taken by the saber and the power that it has that she decides to, you know, keep it for herself. And she threatens him. She threatens that she's going to be the empress. (laughs) And, um... And then we have, she eventually makes her way over to Coruscant, where Empire Day is happening and the, and the Emperor is located. And, of course, the Emperor, already knowing that she's after him, has a whole bunch of TIE fighters and ships out to stop her. But, of course, the Saber uh, pretty much takes them all down. <laughs> 
So did you? So we had talked about in the last episode how she double crosses um, Grabala. Yes. And how we both kind of saw that coming. I didn't yeah. see this coming. The whole no. Kyber saber thing. I didn't think about it until the moment where she actually got the saber and constructed it. And then that's the first time I thought, you know what? I guess she could just keep this thing for herself yeah. and really use that power. Um, but previous to this, I had never thought that that would be kind of her end game. I thought she was, you know, a loyal servant to the emperor and that she would willingly give it to him. Me too. I thought the same. But I figured looking back and thinking back to those episodes, previous episodes, she was kind of getting annoyed with the emperor constantly on her back, getting those crystals. So and then when she once she came out of that cave saying that she was she's never felt that kind of power. Yeah. I knew that at that point that she was going to turn on him. <laughs> but yeah. before that, no. It only makes sense, really, I guess. Once you once you have that kind of power in your hands, you're really unstoppable at that point. Mm-hmm. It's like, why wouldn't she just kind of take it for herself? That's kind of the way the Sith operate anyways. Yeah. And once you gain enough power to, de- to to defeat your master, you, you know, kill them and become the master. Yes. And so it kind of made sense that this was the natural progression of things. <laughs> and... And did you see something on Coruscant? Some hidden images? Um, I thought when uh when they first showed the surface of Coruscant, I know I remember from the movies you always would see these kind of patterns, mm-hmm. circular patterns or things that you know, wherever the the lights of the planet are. But in this, it, it seemed like they were purposefully trying to have like images or something there. So I paused it on the when they were showing the kind of space view of Coruscant. And um, it looked the only thing that really stuck out to me is that it looked like there was a clock. Oh like a, yeah, like a clock with like a you know the the hour and minutes hand. Um, that could have just been just my eyes playing tricks on me, but it did look like it was put there purposefully. But I don't know what it would have represented. You know, that's something that I learned the other day is called pareidolia. I think that's how you pronounce it. But it's when you see images in random. And okay. random patterns and things. So maybe that's what you have. <laughs> like when you lay down and look at the clouds and you see yeah, different that's things. It. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe that's what it was. It was just I was seeing things, but it just it looked too it took it looked too specific to be accidental. I'd be uh, curious to talk to the to the animators or you know whoever animated that scene specifically if if they were purposely placing images on the surface of Coruscant. Mm, that'd be interesting. Yeah. And the Freemakers are also on Coruscant because they're trying to fulfill Rowan's plans. And they end up having to take the sewers because there's uh, Imperials in the sky on the ground. So you must go underground. So it kind of reminded me of Rebels and how they ended up going underground as well. Using oh, the yeah. yeah, on Lothal. Yeah. And, uh, and then, unfortunately, they come across a probe droid. And then that's when Xander kicks in and and takes it down and i like the fact that xander and cordy even though rowan has the force and this you know his lightsaber and he can easily probably uh subdue anything that comes their way i like that xander and cordy aren't useless you know they have their you know their their own skills and whatnot and they'll going they're going to do something if they see that they you know come come across some conflict yeah, Xander and Cordy both had kind of their moment this episode yes. where they, right, like Xander, ha- he takes out the probe door. He, he, you know, he pulls out his giant wrench <laughs> yes. that he, al- that also, he does come with that in the, in the Lego set. 
um, and takes out this probe droid. And then Cordy has her moment later on where she takes out a couple stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think, you know, kind of surprises both of her brothers in that moment where there's like, whoa, like they're used to her kind of being the one to talk her way out of situations, but they're, they're probably not used to seeing her uh, do something like that. So exactly. I, I agree. It was cool that they both had their moments, that it wasn't just relying on Rowan for all of the action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Xander, actually, they're on their way to the Emperor, and Rowan ends up using a, like a grappling hook of sorts to be able to zip line across this vast, I guess, chasm beneath them. And uh, Xander is the last one to go. And <laughs> he's freaked out by the whole experience and unfortunately falls. But thankfully, Rowan was quick on his feet and saves him from dying. <laughs> it was kind of reminiscent of A New Hope when Luke you know, shoots his his uh, grappling hook across the way and they swing across. Yeah, uh, it was, yeah, definitely. It was reminiscent of that. It seems like the construction in the galaxy far, far away likes its its gigantic uh, pits. Yes. You know, <laughs> their chasms. Um, what is that about, Star Wars? Right? <laughs> and then everyone, there's someone who always has to end up falling. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of falling going on. Uh, but yeah, it, show, it really showed... Um, Rowan's powers here where he's able to even though Xander had fallen pretty far Rowan was still able to to snatch him up with the force and and pull him to safety Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then they kind of have that moment of that you know that that brother hug you know that bro hug the bro hug you know (laughs) where they're they 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 always stick with the themes of family in this show and I, I always appreciate that and so that was one of those moments that I was like, oh, that was, you know, that was a nice, nice moment between those two brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and Vader, I found this part hilarious. He ends up contacting the Emperor saying that he's about to crush the rebels. It's, you know, a crucial moment. And the Emperor is like, no, no, you have to come back. <laughs> right. So he has to abandon everything that they did at Mygito to come back at the Emperor's uh, bidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool if there, we were talking earlier if there was if there was a connection to an actual uh, canon story. Mm-hmm. That would be really funny if there eventually is like this Marvel comic comic about this big battle on Mygito. Yes, <laughs> and then Vader has to leave. And you're just kind of like, oh, I wonder why he left. And then like, but people that watched Freemakers are like, we know why he left. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Emperor needed him to come back to Coruscant. Exactly. <laughs> and and then Rowan, his plan actually, he hadn't revealed it in the beginning of the episode. He had mentioned the very end of it. And you're like, but what, what happened? They just cut to a different scene. So they kind of leave you wondering what his plan is. And then that's when he dons the storm, the... Uh, Emperor Palpatine costume and he has his little um, voice changer that they had from that one episode so and then that's his plan he plans to be disguised as the Emperor and uh, trick Nari into having her give that saber over to him yes yeah it's a (laughs) pretty risky plan for sure it is yeah ends up working out kind of but sort of. <laughs> can, can we talk a little bit about? I, I know we're already past this part, but I, I kind of wanted to at least mention it. Uh, when Nare first arrives on Coruscant, 
oh yeah two, like up in the space space above coruscant and she shows up in her fighter and then she gets out of the cockpit and just stands right on top of her fighter <laughs> and starts swinging her kyber saber taking everybody out that's right yeah and, that was pretty uh, crazy stuff going on there it was it was very crazy and i i love your notes here apparently she can breathe <laughs> <laughs> And talk in space. And talk in space. <laughs> yeah, that's that did kind of stand out to me. Um, she was her ability to kind of she jumped out of the cockpit, and yeah, she didn't seem to have any problem breathing in space and and talking to Roger. That's true. I do remember that first episode though, when the pilot had been shot and they had scooped up his ship. He had also been in space, and those two pilots ended up coming out of the the rubbish, the the garbage and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I guess they're just yeah the fighter pilots. <laughs> so they're just used to um, having Legos just being out in space that way. I guess it doesn't really harm them. They're little it, plastic bodies. <laughs> yes, and in, in the Lego Star Wars universe, uh, characters can apparently breathe in space. And yes, that has now been established. This is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to accept it. Um, I did think it was, it was, it was, we've seen the power of the Kyber Saber. We know it can take a planet out. So it's not that big a deal that it was taking TIE fighters out. But I was thinking about the fact that there were people flying these TIE fighters. And, you know, this, you know, it was clearly that these, these characters were not surviving these interactions with, with Nare. Um, and then she literally cuts a, Star Destroyer in half. That's right. It like opened up into, and it's somewhat accurate to what an actual Lego Star Destroyer would look like. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting too. Like she was, she comes back with, you know, with a vengeance and she's really, she doesn't care who gets in her way. She's going to get down to the Emperor. So she, she takes out quite a bit of uh, the fleet above Coruscant. That's right. Yeah. And nobody can stop her, uh, except for Rowan. <laughs> except for Rowan, yes, in disguise. In disguise. <laughs> so uh, the Emperor, having no other choice but to evacuate and escape, uh, someone recommends that he does that. And he's like, should we evacuate? Do I look like Grandma Tarkin to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, Tarkin didn't make it out of the Death Star in A New Hope. <laughs> and then he's like, yep, get me out of here. <laughs> um, and once they're evacuating and leaving, he actually, he bumps into Rowan in his disguise. <laughs> and I love his reaction. He's like, you guys think of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and of course he's like I'm a dollar Sucheroo that's genius yeah. <laughs> like it's a known it's a known strategy among the the royal elites yes <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm a dollar Sucheroo and and Rowan thinks they're you know they're set because the emperor's gone and they don't need to cause any distractions and Nare arrives and Cordy and Xander are are good with this plan going according to what they initially had come up and uh Roger ends up being thrown aside and sees you know sees a new view and sees his his family there so that was pretty cool that they get reunited that way 
Right, yeah, you think at first when she throws him off the, it looks like she throws him off the edge of the building. Yeah, that's what I thought too. She's like, how do you like your view now? And then you hear kind of his voice trailing away like, ah, and I was like, oh no, like, <laughs> like at first we already saw him get cut down and now we're seeing him tossed off the side of a building. I was like, oh man, poor Roger. But no, he just <laughs> fell to the next landing, which luckily happened to be where his friends were. So Exactly. Yeah, and I love that Rowan, while seated in the Emperor's chair, was turning around and around saying, bored, bored, bored. Bored, bored, bored. And then he puts the voice changer up and does it in the Emperor's voice. Bored, bored, (laughs) I love that. And I love that you made a gif of it, and you were like, this is us waiting for season two. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I had to, when I saw that, I was like, that's too perfect of a gif because it, you know, you can get it so it just never stops spinning. The chair never stops spinning. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Yes, we are waiting for season two of Freemaker Adventures, like Rowan was waiting in the Emperor's chair. <laughs> and Nare finally arrives, and she ends up facing Rowan, a.k.a. the Emperor. And Rowan thinks he's got this all in the bag, but unfortunately, she strikes at him, and he has to defend himself. Yes, he does, and he initially um, is not doing too well. I don't. He didn't come in there expecting a confrontation. He thought she was just going to hand over the lightsaber or the mm-hmm. kyber saber, thinking that he was the emperor, not knowing that she wanted to kill the emperor. So yeah, so that didn't quite work out. And then the emperor actually, we thought that he kind of evacuated the planet, but he actually comes back yes. with his own little force of of uh, ATAT walkers. Yeah. So that 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 distracts Nari long enough that she doesn't quite take Rowan out right away. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh she ends up trying to lift you know, she ends up lifting the ATAT. And, Two of them, yeah. She yeah, takes, then, She has some pretty impressive uh telekinesis. Yeah, and then I love that the emperor is like, You guys are doing a great job. <laughs> and he leaves, yeah. <laughs> I was, and, and he left, you know, screaming too. Like he had made a little uh, yell as he fell out of the ATAT. It is an interesting portrayal of the emperor because yes. we've seen the emperor in in canon material. I mean, even in episode three, you know, he's fighting Yoda one on one. He, you know, in the in the book Lords of the Sith, the emperor shows great power um, in in his different you know experiences there. So it's not like he's this helpless old man that has to run away from these situations. Um, but it works for the for the Lego version of him. Yeah. Uh, but I was part of me was wondering, man, why doesn't he just kind of stand up to her? Because he should be uh, quite a bit more powerful than her, at least in his use of the force. That's true. Yeah. But, I guess uh, the, the just the power of the Kyber Saber. Right. The Kyber Saber made all the difference, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. If it hadn't if that hadn't been present, then he definitely would have taken her on. Which and... we kind of saw later when he did the little shocky thing. Yeah, zappity zappity. Um and then the um and then Ari actually declares herself empress and I love that the people at the very bottom were saying, No, you can't declare yourself empress, you know, you can't do that. And then you see Mick Cooper <laughs> <laughs> um saying, Yeah, the the Emperor Palpatines are our emperor, I forget what he says I think exactly. He said like Emperor Palpatine's our guy or something. Yeah, like that. our guy. Yeah, and the guy behind him was like, "Not really." <laughs> We're not saying that either. 
They're not liking either of their options at this point. Exactly. <laughs> which is kind of an interesting parallel to the current political state in the United States. But yes, I was just thinking I, that. <laughs> I'm sure the. Uh, I feel like this episode was probably written before all of that, um, it, but it is interesting. Interesting yeah. coincidence. <laughs> and and I love that um, she ends up having to. No, she actually pushes the audience, the the people off the ledge that they were on and they end up falling and you think that actually this is these people are going to die and Mr. Cooper is going to die with them but he has so many credits to spend yeah <laughs> he was not happy about the, his life about to end no but thankfully Cordy and Xander came to the rescue with the star scavenger and scooped everyone up and I love that he's uh Mr. Cooper was like um, is this heaven? <laughs> is this the afterlife? Yeah, is this the afterlife? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I'm a bit underwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's basically the uh, the inside of the, the star scavenger is what he's looking at. Right, yeah. And then Rowan actually wasn't taken down completely. He's still there. And I love that Nari said, you have more lives than a loath cat. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that loath cat reference there. Yes. And... Uh, Rowan ends up using the same uh, strategy that he used in the showdown of Hoth when he uses the opposite uh, attraction where he actually pulls the uh, the kyber crystals over to him. And that was a pretty cool move, I thought. And it was nice that they had shown it before because if they hadn't shown it before, it would have been like, ah, I don't really believe it, but I'll go with it. But since we had seen it before, um, it, it worked out nicely. Yes, he he pulls the, he basically deconstructs it yes. and pulls the, the saber or all the, the crystals to himself, which I thought was pretty cool. I, I wasn't sure exactly how he was going to, how he's going to defeat her. And I didn't, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I like that he said, now I'm the ultimate power in the universe, and I'm only 12. (laughs) 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 Right, and then, yeah, Nari decides, you know, she she pulls out her regular lightsaber at this point and is not happy, um, you know, and kind of cuts her way through the different walls that he starts constructing between him and her, um, coming at him in anger. Yeah. And then he basically... She, I thought it was interesting because the line that she used was the kyber saber is wasted on you. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And he didn't he didn't like that thought too much. Uh, it kind of made him angry, and he decides to you know kind of put her in his in. He has all the bricks kind of around her start to, to squeeze her and and crush her. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. That he was actually being, um, he was walking down that that road of you know leaning towards the dark side and and i love that the emperor came up from out of nowhere (laughs) and said you know try to like egg him on and try to seduce him to to actually you know finishing the job sort of like how he did with anakin um several times in in the prequels yeah it's kind of like that moment where rowan is is starting to use his anger Yes. Um, and, you know, we know that that's never a good idea for someone that's using the force to use it in anger. Um, 
And he's like, well, how should I use this saber? Should I use it to take revenge on on you, you know, the person who's been hurting my family? As he's talking to Nare, and it's perfect time for the emperor to show up, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. you know, yeah, use your anger, t- you know, take her down, and then join me, and we, you know, we can we can rule the galaxy together. Yeah, and you can have your own Darth name. <laughs> yeah, you can have your own Darth name. How about Darth Heinous? Darth How does that grab you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Another. Another great joke that I was <laughs> laughing out loud at. And I love that he actually ended up just tossing himself off the off the side of the, the building there. And the star scavenger was there waiting for him. So that was a neat trick. Yeah, because like a Vader, when Vader was offering to Luke, you know, to join him, Luke kind of had the same reaction. Yes. You know, where he was like, I'm not going to join you and just let himself fall. Um I think Luke's was a little bit more reckless because he mm. wasn't sure where he was falling to. <laughs> That's right. Rowan's was a little more calculated. I think he knew that he was he was uh, jumping down onto the Star Scavenger. Yeah, yeah. He might have felt his siblings close by. <laughs> and uh, and then they end up taking off. And, of course, the Emperor sends his uh, minions off to capture them. And... They decide to use their wild card, which is the Blazemaker, which was built into the Star Scavenger when Rowan had built the whole thing up again back at the wheel. Bigger and better, I guess. Well, maybe not bigger, but better. Uh, according, according to according to Xander, <laughs> uh, he, he built it faster and better <clears throat> than the original. I definitely want that set. <laughs> Yeah, that would be that would be a good one for them to if they were going to do more Freemaker Adventure sets, the mm-hmm. the Blazemaker, and then maybe the uh, the new version of the Star Scavenger. Yeah, definitely. That was such a cool moment with the music playing in the background and just the pieces uh, reconstructing and in midair that uh, through the streets of Coruscant, and I thought that was just the coolest thing. It gave me goosebumps, honestly. I was at at work watching it during my break, and I was just so taken by that scene. It was so cool. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. Was pretty cool, and I guess the main reason why the plan was to reconstruct the star scavenger so it could go undetected. Yes. So they wouldn't recognize it. Uh, It's definitely very unique to the Lego Star Wars stuff. I don't think we would ever see this type of a power that a Jedi would have where. You know, they could be flying a ship and then in midair reconstruct it to be a completely different ship. It's very yeah, specific it's very to, to to Lego, Lego yeah. that you'd be able to have this happen. Um, but yeah, we actually got a message uh, from Franklin uh, who had brought this up as well and kind of was wondering um, if this would be something that you could actually do with the set, the Star Scavenger set, mm-hmm. if you'd be able to kind of reconstruct it to be this new ship. I don't think so. Based on the look of the new ship, there are definitely some specific pieces I don't think would be included in the original set. So I don't think that was ever the intention. That's true, yeah. They might have just not had seen that coming, the the Lego people. (laughs) Although that would have been a really cool hidden feature if if you could actually rebuild the Star Scavenger into this new ship, but they just didn't have that as part of the original set. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you could like download the instructions to to do a new ship as well with the same pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I was taking a look at the new the new build, and it did look like there were uh, some specific things on there that I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not included in the in the original <laughs> set. 
Yeah. And um, so back where the emperor is located, um, he's sad that he doesn't have his saber. And then he asks that uh, Rowan be put as enemy number one. <laughs> and of course, it's taken up by Luke Skywalker. And then, you know, the, uh, everyone else is taking up that top 10 list, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Leia and Han and so on. Han and, and Lando and Chewbacca. Yeah. I, I was surprised and R2-D2. that Lando came above R two D two. I thought R two D two would have been higher than Lando. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how he was just you know put it on the list. Just put him on the list. <laughs> and Nari decides to escape while nobody's really looking, and to you know, unfortunately for her, Grabala is there. Uh, and captures her with Dengar and the other um, Bashan Ram. Yes, she. Yeah, I don't know why they were there. Um, yeah, it makes you wonder how you know what motivated them to go to Coruscant. Maybe they thought you know had a because they were on the wheel, so I guess they must have woken up and then decided that they wanted some sort of revenge, even though she had the saber. Yeah, it seemed like maybe a bad plan ended up working out well for Kerbala because he caught her at a good time. Yeah. But yeah, he he was definitely going after her when she was the most powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, But maybe he was just kind of waiting off to the side, waiting for it to all pan out. And then once he saw that she she had been defeated, he thought that might be a good time to go and confront her. Yeah, yeah. He took her and... And he put her in Carbonite. And that was just so funny. Like, that was not an ending to that character that I had expected. No, I don't think anyone would have guessed that, you know, oh, how do you think this this character is going to be defeated? Oh, they'll put her in Carbonite. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, Jabba does have a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) So that was was a fitting ending for a character that I, you know, sometimes when I see bad guys, I'm like, oh, maybe there's some good in them. Maybe they can become good somehow. Benari does just did not, not have any good in her no, at all. No, <laughs> I don't think so. She's one of those characters I, I've kind of written her off. Yeah. Um, not that there's no redemption. You know, I think any character can be redeemed, and that's kind of the theme of Star Wars anyways. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she definitely seems to be pretty rotten to the core. Yeah, yeah. And Rowan and his siblings end up going to a lava planet and just throwing the saber into the lava. And I like his quote where he said, a hero knows when to lay down his weapon. And that's the lesson that Luke learned. That's the lesson that Kanan learned. And I'm hoping that's what Ezra eventually learns. (laughs) But yeah, I love that Rowan uh, said those words. Yeah, it was kind of uh, Lord of the Rings-esque. Yeah. <laughs> in the disposal, disposing of the, the one ring, you know, yeah. throwing that kind of into the lava. Makes you so. wonder why they didn't do that in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> right. Instead of, have a show. instead of hiding them all, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they don't know where the, you know, because of the fact that they're uh, public enemies now, they don't know where to go. They can't go back to the wheel. But Rowan reminds them that, you know, wherever we are, as long as we're together, we're home. That's so sweet. Made me yeah. almost tear up. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of where I thought the the show could have ended right there. Yes. You know, with that line. But then, you know, this is what I feel like leaves it open for the show to go on and there to be more another season. Mm-hmm. Is you have out of nowhere kind of the rebellion shows up with Akbar 
And he's like, we've been looking all over for you, you know, and then do you want a job? I love that. Do you want a job? <laughs> a pain job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it, it's just fitting that the show ends on a joke, you yes, know, that of course. <laughs> Cordy gets that last word in, you know, a pain job. <laughs> and then that's the end. But um, yeah, I think I felt like that was very much. Uh, the moment where I saw, I could see it being open to further adventures for this character. Definitely. Um, if they yeah. really, you know, hopefully they can see the the popularity of the show and that the show will continue. But I think, um, you know, with, with the possibility of someone like Rowan joining the Rebellion, you know, there could even be some interaction with Luke again, where, you know, at this time, you know, maybe Luke, you know, wants to train him or, or things like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of possibilities on where they could go. Definitely. And I want to um, thank the crew and the cast definitely, uh, for making such a great show in the first place. I mean, this was definitely the highlight of the summer. And, you know, waiting for Rebels and for Rogue One, you kind of think, oh, there's really nothing on TV. But that's not true. The show definitely, on a weekly basis, kept me... Uh, entertained yes yes and it'll be it'll be sad to see it go for now hopefully we do get uh, a continuation of it eventually mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it was definitely a surprise for me when they first announced the show it was something i didn't think i would watch and you know kind of jumped into it just to, out of curiosity and now i'm glad i did and i hope that other people out there that maybe haven't watched it yet Um, that haven't given it a chance do because I think people will be pleasantly surprised. Um, I actually saw somebody tweet today that specifically the season finale of the show they thought was was like cinematic quality, Um, you know, something you would see in like a Lego movie. Yeah, Um, like that shot of the Rebellion coming in. It was sort of like a sideways diagonal shot. I thought, oh my god, that looks gorgeous. I actually wanted to take a screen cap of it and make it my desktop <laughs> <laughs> background because that just—it's gorgeous. Yeah, they've really established some some great characters, and you know the Freemaker crew uh, is a great addition to Star Wars. And I really hope that they either continue on with the show, and if they don't continue with the show, that we get more adventures from them in some form. Yeah. Although you you really want to see uh, Rowan with his full legs, yes, <laughs> so hopefully I, that happens. Grown up, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think it'd be awesome if they gave us, you know, I, kind of like what happened when Clone Wars ended, um, and I think we would both agree it ended before its time. Yes, that we would have loved to see more. Um, but we did get like Dark Disciple, the novel that was based on Clone Wars episodes. We got the um, Darth Maul comic comic series i'm forgetting the name of it now uh son of dothamir uh, yes um so that was based on clone wars episodes and then we are also getting the ahsoka novel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which i believe is also based on unaired clone wars stuff have there been books or comics based on lego star wars i don't think they've ever done that previously and and i'm kind of of the mindset that if they did decide to to do these characters in another format that it wouldn't be written as Lego mm. but it would be written as further adventures of the Freemaker family but written like they were 
you know, part of the the Star Wars galaxy and not necessarily that they were Lego pieces. Gotcha. I could definitely see that for a novel. For a comic, though, I can I can see them still continuing that sort of Lego humor. Yeah, I completely agree. If they just de- if they decide to do it in a comic format where it's still visual, mm-hmm. it would still work to have it be Lego. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I feel like if they try to do a novel, uh, it would translate. No, better. that wouldn't work. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I just I really like the the concept of this family and the characters that they've introduced, and you know, I, I'd like to see it continue in some way. Yep. Yep. So, <laughs> we need a feature film. <laughs> <laughs> feature film about the Freemaker family. So I guess that's about it. Yes. Um, so that's, yeah, 13 episodes of Freemaker Adventures. We got 10 episodes of Star Scavengers out of it. Um, and we will wait and see as far as if they announce uh, that this this show has been renewed and kind of go from there if we're going to be continuing to do episode reviews of Freemaker Adventures um, and if not, you know, we'll have to decide on, uh, where Star Scavengers goes. Yeah. Like but. the, like the family, you know, we have to figure out where home is. <laughs> yeah. Where's, where's our home? So we, you know, I, I, there's plenty of, uh, Lego animation that came previously that we could always go back and review. Um, we can continue to do set reviews and talk about, you know, our minifig focuses. So there, there's definitely things we can talk about, but our real hope is that there will be more Freemaker adventures. Uh, for Star Scavengers to continue. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Um, you will definitely hear from us again. We'll definitely be doing more episodes, but um, we will we'll have to brainstorm and figure out exactly uh, what the plan is going forward. For sure. All right. So as usual, you can leave us a review on iTunes. If you uh, listen to our show and enjoy it, love, love for you to head over to iTunes and leave us a nice five-star review. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash star scavengers and i notice our episodes we post them on facebook we get a lot of likes but we don't get a lot of comments so if you if you ever have any commentary on episodes or want to just communicate with us over at facebook don't be shy definitely leave uh comments and we will definitely respond to you uh twitter we do get a ton of great interaction on twitter so keep it up everybody uh at star scavengers uh send us an email we did read some emails on today's show star scavengers at gmail.com And you can find all of our episodes at our website, www.starscavengers.com. And until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the Freemakers. Peace.